Good morning. My name is Alex. Our scripture passage comes from the book of Acts, chapter 12, verses 12 through 22, from the Common English Bible. Dear God, I pray that our hearts and minds would be opened as we read this passage. The governor nodded at Paul, giving him permission to speak. He responded, I know that you have been judge over this nation for many years, so I gladly offer my own defense. You can verify that I went to worship in Jerusalem no more than 12 days ago. They didn't find me arguing with anyone in the temple or stirring up a crowd, whether in the synagogue or anywhere else in the city. Nor can they prove to you the allegations they are now bringing against me. I do admit this to you, that I am a follower of the way, which they call a faction. Accordingly, I worship the God of our ancestors and believe everything set out in the law and written in the prophets. The hope I have in God, I also share with my accusers, that there will be a resurrection of both the righteous and the unrighteous. On account of this, I have committed myself to maintaining a clear conscience before God and with all people. After an absence of several years, I came to Jerusalem to bring gifts for the poor of my nation and to offer sacrifices. When they found me in the temple, I was ritually pure. There was no crowd and no disturbance, but there were some Jews from the province of Asia. They should be here making their accusa accusations if indeed they have something against me. In their absence, have these people who are here declare what crime they found when I stood before the Jerusalem council? Perhaps it concerns this one statement that I blurted out when I was with them. I am on trial before you today because of the resurrection of the dead. Felix, who had an accurate understanding of the way, adjourned the meeting. He said, when Lysias, the commander, arrives from Jerusalem, I will decide this case. He arranged for a centurion to guard Paul. He was to give Paul some freedom, and his friends were not to be hindered in their efforts to provide for him. Good morning. Um, thanks for reading the passage. Um, this week we're going to talk about Acts 24, and we're going to focus on verse uh, 12 to the 22nd. This week you might be wondering where is Pastor Dave, uh, Pastor Dave is on vacation, uh, please pray for him that uh, he can enjoy the time with his family and he can relax and have fun and he can uh, come back next week with a lot of energy and uh, just pray for him. Uh, my name is Miguel, for the ones of you who don't know me, I'm one of the pastors here at Renew and this week Paul, when he goes uh, to Caesarea, and he's accused of all these things that happened in Jerusalem. He's going to be defending himself against Felix. He's going to present his case to this governor that, uh, from the Roman uh, city. So before we start, let's uh, open up in prayer so we can uh, all pray together for what uh, God has for us this morning. So will you join me in prayer? Thank you, God, for this morning. Thank you, God, for everyone that is listening this morning. Thank you, God, for your presence. Even though we are, like, apart, we're, like, in different places, but your presence is always with us. It's always uh, showing us that uh, how much you love us, how much you care for us. I just pray uh, this morning that you can open our hearts to receive uh, what you have for us this morning. Amen. Amen. So the book of Acts... We enter in like uh, chapter 24. At the beginning of the chapter, we see that it was uh, this lawyer, Tertullus, that he was presenting the case against Paul. All the stuff that happened in Jerusalem with the Jewish people, the religious leaders, 
had against Paul. So they took him to this city, Caesarea, where they're going to present the case against, uh, against Paul. So Felix was the governor of this place. And he was in charge of the city. He was the governor and he was known by his cruelty. He was a really, really vicious governor and a really bad one. <laughs> but uh, Tertullus, which was the lawyer, let's say he was hired by the Jewish uh, people uh, from the temple to present the case. They went to Felix to ask for, for so he can Paul be convicted to all these charges. So this guy, he was he started flattering Felix, and one of the things he said he was he speaking about how great he was, how much peace he has brought to the region, to the place they were living, because he was in charge of all that area. So that's one of the first things that like, uh, kind of like uh, it strikes me when like somebody's like flattering another person. I don't think I'm the kind of person who likes to do that for many reasons, but one of them is like, uh, I don't think that's good because if people know that it's not true, I'm sure they will like, ah, oh, this, this person just only likes to say nice, nice things about me, but doesn't mean that it's true. But in this case, they wanted to get his attention. They wanted like him to realize that like they were nice people presenting as someone that he was doing bad things against the Jewish community and especially these uh, religious leaders. So after he presents the case and he accused Paul that he was uh, doing riots in Jerusalem and he was, uh, he was going against the Roman Empire because he was presenting Jesus as the king, as the savior, and by the Roman people, there was only one king, which was Caesar. So he was going against the Roman Empire. And they were presenting these accusations so he can be convicted. And it was Paul's turn to defend himself. Finally, Felix looked to him and said, okay, it's your time to speak. The lawyer got quiet. And I think uh, most of the religious leaders stood up and said, yes, we agree with all he has said, all the charges he has presented. He was basically saying that Paul was a horrible person and he needed to be convicted and probably be killed. So Paul, it was his time to present his case, to defend himself against all these accusations they have made. So... It was his time to speak, and I'm sure he was really happy to say and lay out all the facts about his case. So he didn't address Felix like the lawyer did at the beginning, like being flattered and saying nice things about him. He just addressed him as like, I know you are the governor of this place. And you have done it for a while, for a long time. The second thing that it comes to that after we read the passage is that uh, all these accusations that he has, they have have against him, 
It was not true. None of them. Because Paul told Felix, you know that I went to Jerusalem less than 12 days ago. So if there's any witness, they should bring it up before. They didn't bring any witness to, this, uh, to the court against uh, Felix. So no witness, no proof. And he never did any disturbing in the temple or hesitating any crowds. It was nothing like that. All these accusations were not true. So after all this happens, we think about how religion can bring a lot of bad stuff, especially in this case, because the people who was doing this, it was Jewish, but they were doing it because what? They didn't believe in the stuff that Paul was saying. They didn't believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So we can say that all these people who were religious, they were using the power that they have against Paul to destroy him, to destroy a person who was preaching the good news, the resurrection of Jesus. When we compare Paul to the things that happened with Jesus, I wonder, he knew exactly the things that Jesus went through. He was also brought to the temple and they present against, a case against Jesus and he was found guilty. They want Jesus to be crucified. And Jesus was crucified by the Roman Empire. Same thing happened to Paul when he went to the temple in Jerusalem. He was also condemned by the Jewish people, by the uh, religious leaders. The difference here, he was a Roman citizen and he couldn't kill him. They needed to present the case against him. That's why they went to Felix. So all these accusations, that's why it's not good, it's not healthy when as a religion we come bringing all these things that we think is a good reason to judge somebody. It doesn't matter if they're right or they're wrong. I think what matters is like as a believers of Christ, we are not called to judge people, to condemn people. We are called to love them, to walk with them. Because we struggle just like anybody else. Not because we're like uh, Christians or me, because I'm a pastor. Doesn't mean that I don't make mistakes. I also struggle, but I also want to be like Jesus, just like you. We want to follow his steps. Because we know that it's hard. Imagine all the bad things that they were doing to Paul. They thought they were, you know, the children of God, that they have everything right, that their religion was the, the one that it was correct. But they were doing something wrong, right? We all know that. So we all children of God. But if I do something against you, you think God is going to be happy with me? 
You think God's going to prove that? Of course not. Because you matter. Just like I matter. And just like anybody else. It doesn't matter if they're believers or not. So if we do that, we're doing something wrong. If we condemn people, if we tell them they're like, they're not good because they're not following Jesus, that's not a good way to say that we love Jesus. I know you guys remember, Pastor Day mentioned last week that we got a bunch of uh, people that was not happy with us doing the vaccine, which we're going to do it again. The second uh, shot is coming up at the end of the month. But uh, some of them, or I think all of them, were believers. And I see that as an example as well with Paul, was uh, all these accusations. The people who all these accusations were coming from was the Jewish people. People who knew the law. People who follow Moses' law. And who follow every single thing that was on the, on the Old Testament. Or at least they tried, right? So they forgot about all this stuff that says, you know, we should love our neighbors. We should love people. We should care for others. They only focus on the things that like, if you're not part of us, then you're less. That's not what God wanted for us. That's the whole reason Jesus came and died for us. Because he wants to show us the gospel, the good news. It doesn't matter if you're righteous or unrighteous. God still cares for you. He still wants to have a relationship with you. It's your decision. It's my decision if we want to follow him. So after all this, Paul presents his case against uh, Felix. And as we know, he was a really good speaker, right? He preached all over Asia. He preached in different cities, different towns. He made a lot of disciples. And he did a lot of miracles. The Holy Spirit was moving in a powerful way wherever he went. And remember, in the chapters before this, the Holy Spirit told him he was going to go from tribulations. And he, it was going to be hard for him. But... The Holy Spirit was with him. So I'm sure when Felix was hearing this, and I don't know the way he was speaking, when somebody who has the Holy Spirit speaks, maybe even if you don't believe about what the stuff they're saying, you can just feel it, and you know there's something different about this person. There's something unique. And Felix was not new to the way, or the Nazarenes, that's what the, the lawyer of the um, Jewish people was telling Felix. Paul says, yes, I'm part of the Nazarenes. I'm part of the way. But we're not a sect. We believe in the stuff. They believe our fathers, our ancestors did too. So after all this, Felix didn't want to make a decision. Maybe because he knew Paul was innocent. There was no doubt. These Jewish people was lying. 
They didn't bring any witness. There was no proof of anything. But he didn't want to make a decision. He avoided making a decision. What happened and fell his heart? You think Paul didn't know that Felix was really uh, a bad governor? That he probably killed a lot of people and Paul wasn't afraid. He spoke truth to him. And in the verses coming up, we want to know what happened exactly. So Felix, a boy making a decision and say, we're going to talk about it. We went away until uh, we get more information, more proof. So they went. And then after a few days, this is what the Bible says. After a few days, Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish. And they sent Paul. And they want to talk to him. So they call him. Because there were, there were a lot of concerns about his faith in Christ. So we don't know what was the things that wanted Felix to find out about this. But we know he was curious and he, he needed to know more information about the faith in Jesus Christ. So he called Paul. And this time his uh, Felix's wife was right there with him. Drusilla. The Bible doesn't mention this, but history does. That Drusilla was a beautiful woman. She was probably in her 20s. And this was the third wife of Felix. He probably wanted to have, you know, a second opinion about Paul. He probably just wanted to have more information about the faith that Paul was uh, proclaiming to. We don't know. But what we know is what happened in that meeting. And that kind of like interview that they have with Paul. So Paul laid it out. I think it was, this is the chance for Paul to speak truth to this governor and his wife. He brought three things that were really important. The first one was the righteousness that is, uh, that is ours in Jesus Christ. The need for Christian ethics, self-control, that was evidently lacking in the life of Felix and Drusilla. An eternal accountability before God. Or we can just say the judgment. We all know when we die and we're uh, going to be uh, in front of God one day. And that's going to be the judgment. All the things that we did. So this was the perfect opportunity to share the gospel with this governor. So... The reason about Paul bringing all these things and the things that was important, all these points that he used and when he spoke to Felix and Drusilla, all these things brought fear into Felix. With all the power that he has, he was a governor at a Roman city. He was wealthy. But you know what he was lacking? He didn't have salvation. His life, even though he had like community, like a lot of things in his life that were, that he had, 
material stuff, money, a beautiful wife. His life was not secure because he didn't have God on his side. No one who dies will take anything that they possessed to their graves. So Paul explained all these things to him. And I'm not going to go through that because it will be a lot of uh, things that we need to unfold. But the things that I, I like about this passage and the verses that continue is that he realized that he was missing something. And this is at the end, he told Paul that he was not ready and that he will call him again when he was. So Paul laid out the good news. He talked about the importance of the resurrection and why he was followed of Jesus Christ. Felix got scared. He thought he wasn't ready. He thought maybe that this wasn't for him. But that was his chance. God was touching his life, his heart, to repent to all the things that he had done. And he decided not to because of his position. So reading all of this, the only thing that comes to my mind, my heart, how many of us feel the way Felix was feeling? How many of us think that we're not ready when God is calling us to repent? When we know the good news, but we choose to do certain things and not the others. For example, when we talk about self-control as Christians, the evidence says that we all make mistakes, right? We all human beings, we all not perfect. By the grace of God, we were saved because Jesus died for our sins. We can have a relationship with God. We can feel his presence. The Holy Spirit can work in our lives in a powerful way. But we still make mistakes. But when it comes to self-control, we are the ones who make the decision. We are the ones who can think and feel and know the good and the bad things in our lives. We made the decision if we want to be break by God or not. And it's something hard. It's not easy to do. But when you feel that something in your life needs to change and you choose not to do something about that, that's your own decision. Just like Felix, he made the decision not to listen to the good news, to the gospel that was presented to him by Paul. Some of us have been Christians for 
a long time, and we still don't get it. After reading all this chapter, it's a lot of new stuff that I learned, even though I've been a Christian my whole life. It's a lot of things that we need to learn. And it's a lot of things that we need God. We need God to work in our life, to change our hearts in a way that He can be glorified. Like I said before, we're not called to judge people. We're not called to condemn anyone. We're called to love them. That's why Jesus came and died for us. He loved every single person. When he presented the gospel, their hearts were open and ready to receive the message. And they received that. Felix didn't want to receive that. He chose not to. And I'm not saying that we're like Felix in a way. I'm just saying that sometimes we don't want to receive that change. Whatever God is working in your life in this season, are you ready? Are you going to let God work in your life in a powerful way? Or are you going to say, I'm not ready for that? I'm not ready for that change. I need to do this. I need to do that. And maybe next year, maybe in two years, I will do what God is calling me to do. When this is the moment that we have after this, Felix went to Rome. And he, I think in the history said that he committed suicide. His wife, after hearing the message, after hearing the good news, the gospel, she moved on with her life. She married another person, had more kids, and finally died, I think, in Pompeii. After that, um, Volcano eruption. Both of them have the chance, the opportunity to follow Jesus, but they decide not to. We every day we get the opportunity to continue to follow Jesus, and this is the call this morning to all of us. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what are the parts in your life that has been hard. The parts in your life that you're struggling with. But God knows. And He cares. And He wants to be present in your life if you let Him. Next week we're coming back in person, hybrid. After 15 months of doing only online church. What have we learned through this struggle? Are we ready to come back to a place and just sit? Are we ready to come back to a church and do something and follow God's call? God has a call for each one of us who is willing to follow Him. So it's on us it's our decision if we want to do it. 
God is still calling you this morning, tomorrow. It's your decision. Like it's my decision too. And we're so happy and so grateful that we can finally see each other in person. So with this, we're just going to close. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for this time. Thank you, God, for this opportunity. I pray that um, you can open our hearts, God, and our ears used to listen and to follow your voice. And we want to feel your presence, God. Thank you because all the struggling that we have been through, all the difficulties, you are present in our lives. And you're working more than ever. You're transforming us, transforming the church. And thank you for your love and your presence. Amen.